Greetings, family, and welcome to another service at Graceway Church. It's always an honor, it's always a privilege to come and share the Word of God before you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking the time to be part of today's service. We thank you, God. We give you the glory, give you the honor. May we lift it up always. Our message for today is taken from Psalm 27, verse 13 to 14, reading from the New American Standard Bible, the 1995 version. It reads, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Verse 14 then says, Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. This is David here saying, I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So David is probably going through some challenges. David is probably going through issues. And he says, you know, what kept me going out of despair, but what kept me going was believing that I would see the goodness of God, not in the future, but in this land of the living, in the present life, I would see the goodness of God. I'm here to encourage someone this morning that you are going to see God's goodness in this life, in this present life. God is going to show his goodness over whatever you are going through, over whatever situation. Whatever you are dreaming of, whatever you are thinking of, whatever you are trusting God for, you are going to see his goodness in this life. In Jesus' most precious name, David says, I would have despaired out of lost heart had I not believed that in this life, in this world, I would see God's goodness. Not with someone else, but in my situation, I would see God's goodness. And then he continues to say, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Glory to you, Jesus. The title of my message is, believe that you will see the Lord's goodness. Believe that you will see the Lord's goodness. Take someone, you will see the Lord's goodness. Glory to you, Jesus. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because God is a good God. I'm saying this because God does only good things. Psalm 119 verse 68 says, you are good and do only good. So God, not only is he good, but God does good things. That is why David could believe that in this life, not in the coming life, but in this life, I will see God's goodness. I may be challenged, I may be going through things, but in this life, I will see God's goodness. We thank you, God, for your word. I'm saying to you, you are going to see God's goodness in your life, in this life, in this present life, because God is good and he only does good things. Glory to you, Jesus. Even right at the beginning of the Bible, when we are introduced to God, when we are introduced to God in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, for six days, God would speak something into existence. And each time he spoke, that thing did come into existence. And when God looked at it, he saw it was good because God only does good things because he is a good 
God. Psalm 119, verse 68. You are good and do only good things. Whenever he looked at what he had created by speaking, he looked at it and marveled and said, it is good. Glory to you, Jesus. Moses one time says to God, God, please show me your glory. And God says in Exodus chapter 33, verse 19, he says, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you. You ask for my glory, I will make all my goodness because my glory is in all my goodness. Glory to you, Jesus. Glory to you, God. And then later on in the next chapter, he takes Moses, he puts him on the rock and then he says, I am now passing through. I will put my hand so that you don't see my face. And then he comes through in verse 6. The Lord passes before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth. Abounding in goodness and truth. This is God. You will see God's goodness because God is abound in goodness and truth. Glory to you, Jesus. The Bible in Psalm 31 verse 19 says, Oh, how great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you. So God has laid up his goodness for those who fear him. Not only that, but God has prepared his goodness for those who trust in him. That is what that verse continues to actually say. So God has laid up his goodness for those who fear him. God has prepared his goodness for those who trust in him. Glory to you, Jesus. I'm declaring to you, child of God, I don't know what you are trusting God. I don't know what situation you are going through. I don't know what you are dealing with. But I'm here to say, I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to prophesy. I'm here to declare over your life that in this life, not another life, you will experience, you will see God's goodness. You will see God's goodness in the land of the living. Glory to you, Jesus. Glory to you, Jesus. Now, David, in the situation he was, he said in verse 14, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. So twice, David says, wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. I'm here to tell you, child of God, for you to see God's goodness, you need to wait for the Lord. You need to wait on the Lord. Glory to you, Jesus. You need to be strong in the Lord. You need not to let your heart be discouraged, but have Courage, be strong, wait. Yes, wait on the Lord. Yes, child of God. Maybe you are trusting God. You are waiting on the Lord for a breakthrough. You are waiting on the Lord for reconciliation in your relationship. You are waiting on the Lord for a job. You are waiting on the Lord for a promotion. You are waiting for a spouse. You are waiting on the Lord. Maybe you are waiting on the Lord for a financial breakthrough. Maybe you are waiting on the Lord for your children to receive Christ or for someone who's walked away from Christ to come back to Christ. I am here to say to you, child of God, I am here to say to you, listening to this message and believing in God, you are going to see God's goodness. You are going to see God's goodness 
in the land of the living. You are going to experience the thing that you desire God to bring through in the land of the living. In this land, not in the future land, but in this land because Jesus came. He came to this earth so that on this earth we could have life and have life in abundance. Glory to you, Jesus. Glory to you. Maybe you are trusting God. Maybe you are between a need and the promise, and you are, you are starting to lose patience. Maybe you had a promise. It was looking good. The signs were there, but suddenly it is disappearing. Maybe it was a dream, and over time, this dream disappears. This dream is extinguished. I am here to tell you, child of God, that if that dream was laid in you by God, you are going to see that dream manifest in this life. You are going to see the Lord's goodness in this life. I am declaring it over your situation. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what your circumstance is. But the one thing that I know that no situation, no circumstance, no dream is greater than God. Glory to you, Jesus. You are going to see the manifestation of God's goodness in your life. In the land of the living, glory to you, Jesus. I also just want to say to you, God uses our waiting to reveal his glory. God uses our waiting to reveal his glory. Be patient, child of God. God has got something, something greater than what you are contemplating, something more than what you are asking for. Just be patient, wait on God. Let me just also say, child of God, let me be realistic, that waiting on God is not the easiest of things. Even just waiting for someone is not always the easiest of things. In the Bible, the Israelites could not wait for Moses to come back from the mountain. Moses was up on the mountain spending time with God, getting instruction from God, but the people that were at the foot of the mountain, the Israelites could not wait, and they started saying to Aaron, Aaron, where is this guy that got us from Egypt and took us here? Where is he now? When is he coming back? Help us to create another God, gods that we can begin to worship. And Aaron fell for that took the women's earrings and started melting them and made a calf. They started worshiping this calf and saying, Calf, you are the one that got us out of Egypt, that brought us here. Child of God, you must never give glory where it does not belong. Glory always belongs to God. You may have got that promotion, but it's not through your doing. At the end of the day, it is the grace in favor of God. Give back to God the glory. Stop making idols and saying, it is you degree, it is you certificate. God gives you the breath. God gives you the opportunity to go and study. God opens doors for you to go and study. God gives you a brain that is not mad so that you can go and study. God gives you a brain so that you can remember things when you are writing so that you can remember, you can recall. So don't put credit on your certificate. Give glory to God. People have left church 
people have left ministry because they could not wait. They could not wait. They were not patient. They were expecting things to happen and things did not happen and then they've left. People go into marriages and things don't turn out the way they expect them to. Instead of waiting, instead of waiting on the Lord to turn the situation around, they then walk away. I'm saying to you, child of God, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. You will see the goodness of God. You will see God's goodness. I'm saying to you, waiting is not easy. I've waited a number of times for God to answer my prayer, for something to happen. But let me say to you, the longer the wait, the more God will be glorified. The longer you wait, the more God will be glorified. I also believe that the longer you wait, the greater beyond expectation the response will be. Glory to you, Jesus. Glory to you, Jesus. I'm saying to you, child of God, in the land of the living, you will see God's goodness. In the land of the living, you will see God's goodness. Waiting is not the easiest of things, but if you wait patiently, the Bible says we should not be lazy, but we should imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Through faith and patience. Patience needs waiting. You cannot be someone who's patient without the need to wait. You need to wait. There's a waiting that needs to happen. The kingdom of God is about waiting. We waited for the birth of the Messiah. We are now waiting for the return of the Messiah. It is about waiting. Wait for the Lord. There's a story in the Bible of a man who had two wives. They were Hannah and Penina. And Hannah had no children. The Bible says God had closed her womb. And Penina, who had children, took the opportunity of provoking Hannah, of teasing Hannah. She took this opportunity of making fun of Hannah, who had no children, because she had children. And each time they went to the house of the Lord, she would ridicule her, she would provoke her, she'd make fun of her. And many times when she did that, Hannah would cry. Hannah would not even eat because she desires a child. She's been praying to God for a child. She is waiting on the Lord for a child. And here is this woman, Penina, making fun out of her situation. Here is this woman provoking her because she has and Hannah does not have. Let me just stop here and say to someone, be careful what jokes, be careful what fun you have about other people that don't have because you do have. It is painful. Don't laugh at people. Don't gossip about people because they don't have. I'm saying to you, here is a woman, Hannah. She's been waiting for years and she is being ridiculous here. Waiting can be painful. The fact that... Hannah did not have a child, did not stop her from coming into the house of the Lord and 
worshiping God and praying to God and trusting God that, God, you are going to come through for me. One day after they finish the meal, Hannah stands up and goes and prays. And the Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 10 says, In deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly, and she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head." Glory to God. Here is Hannah in anguish. Here is Anna weeping, coming before God. And sometimes, child of God, you will come before God and make vows that don't make sense because you are so much in pain. This woman wants a child, but she makes a promise to God to say, God, give me a child. Give me a son. Let me just hold the son for a moment. Then I will return the child to you. And this child will be in your house for the rest of his life. Here is Hannah praying to God. Have you ever prayed and made a vow to God to say, God, if you do this, I will do that. And very often it is with meaning, but sometimes it does not make sense. And I'm saying today, here is a woman that is making a vow to God. It doesn't make sense to me because she needs a child, but she says, God, just give me the child for a moment and I will then give the child back to you. Let my womb experience carrying a child and I will return the child to you. Hannah was praying in her heart. Her lips were moving but there was no sound coming out and the priest thinks that Hannah is drunk. The priest thinks that Hannah is drunk and he bellows out and says, how long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Child of God, here is a woman in anguish. Here is a woman weeping, talking to God out of her heart. Lips are moving, but there's no sound coming. And someone is judging her. Child of God, be careful not to judge people. Don't judge people. The priest judges Hannah. You are drunk. He doesn't understand where she's coming from. He doesn't understand what is burning in her. He doesn't understand what the challenge is in her life. But he goes and makes a judgment. He goes and makes an assumption. I'm saying to you, don't make an assumption about people. Let people cry out to God. The Bible says the woman responded and said, no, you are wrong. I am not drunk. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not taken any beer. I've not taken any wine. I was just pouring out my heart to the Lord because, child of God, the Bible says, trust in the Lord always. Pour out your heart to the Lord, for he is your refuge. Here is this woman not caring about what is happening around her because she is waiting for God to turn his face to her and remember her so that she may have a child as well. And she says, I've been putting out my heart to the Lord, child of God. I'm saying to you, 
don't forget to pray. There is power in the prayer of a righteous man. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Glory to you, Jesus. Don't take prayer for granted. I've seen it in my life. Prayer moves situations. Prayer changes things. Don't forget. Don't give up praying. That is why Jesus said to us, do not cease. Do not give up on praying. Continue praying. This woman has prayed, and she then explains to the priest why she is in this situation. The priest doesn't even ask, what is it that is bothering you? He just says, whatever you've asked for, may God grant you that. And the Bible, if you read further, says she conceived a son. She had waited, and Hannah saw the goodness of God in her life. Hannah saw the goodness of God in her life. I'm saying to you, I don't care how long it's going to take, but you are going to see God's goodness in the area that you are trusting God for. You are going to see God's goodness in that area. It's not for me to determine how long it's going to take, but it all rests on God's timing. God's timing is always perfect. There are times when I've said, God, why have you not answered? And when God responds, I've said, God, now I understand why the response came now. And the way it came now explains because I need it most at this point in time than I needed it then. I am ready to receive it now than I was then. I'm saying to you, child of God, don't think that delay is God's denial. It is not. Maybe you are just not ready for it. Maybe your mind is not rightfully positioned. Hannah said, I will bring the child back to the house. She kept her promise. When the child was at the right age to be brought back to come and live in the house of the Lord, to come and serve in the house of the Lord, Hannah took the baby back. Hannah wanted a child. She kept coming to the house of the Lord. And the priest says, for how long are you going to be drinking? So he meaning that it is not the first time that Hannah comes and prays to the Lord the manner that she has prayed. But she don't give up. I'm saying to you, child of God, the fact that it's not manifested, don't give up. There's something greater. Hannah thought she was just asking for a son, but she was praying for a prophet. And God knew that there was going to be a time when I need a prophet like Samuel who'd go and anoint a king like Saul, a king like David. Had it happened earlier, maybe this would not have happened. God's timing is perfect, child of God. God's timing is perfect. Wait, wait on the Lord. Yes, wait on the Lord. Because if you wait, you will see God's goodness in the land of the living. Oh, glory to you, Jesus. Glory to you. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 25 says, The Lord is good. Glory to you, God. I've said it already. The Lord is good to those who wait confidently for him. The Lord is good to those who wait 
confidently for him. Wait on the Lord. Don't give up. Wait on the Lord on your marriage. Wait on the Lord on your promotion. Wait on the Lord on the restoration of your relationship. Wait on the Lord on your children coming back to Christ or your husband coming back to Christ. Wait on the Lord for that breakthrough. Wait on the Lord for whatever you are desiring. God uses our waiting to show his glory. Do you know that not only did Hannah get one son, but Hannah got three more sons after that and two daughters because she had waited on the Lord and when she made a vow to God, she kept her vow. The Bible says your prayers are not answered because your motives are not right. Hannah's motive was right. Hannah's motive was right. Glory to you, God. There's a story in the Bible that I just want to touch on. It's a story of Lazarus. The Bible says in the book of John, John chapter 11, it speaks of this man who had fallen sick and had two sisters, Martha and Mary. These two sisters know where Jesus is, and this is the house that Jesus with normally come and visit. Jesus was their buddy. The Bible says Jesus loved them. And this time, their brother falls sick. They've got nowhere to go. They then call upon Jesus because they know that Jesus is a healer. There is no one that Jesus has ever turned away. So they call for Jesus and send a message to say, don't forget to tell Jesus that this is Lazarus, the one whom you love. He has fallen sick. And when Jesus hears that in John chapter 11, verse 4. The Bible says, when Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. So Jesus knew that this sickness will not result in death, but it will result in the glorification of God. It's purposed to result in the glorification of God and the Son of God. That is why the Bible says Jesus stayed two more days in the place where he was. So Jesus knew that if he goes early, he will only get there and heal a sick person. But if he goes later, he will find a stinking corpse. He will find someone that has been buried for four days. And he will then raise this dead man so that God can be glorified. Child of God, maybe the delay that is happening around your situation is so that God can be glorified. Is so that there can be no doubt that this could only happen through the hand of God. I'm declaring over your life that things that have been delayed, that it is purpose so that God may be glorified, so that the world can see that this acceleration, this change can only come from God. This change can only be the hand of God. Glory to you, Jesus. John 11, 5 to 6. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister, and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Is there reconciliation here? He loves them, but he stayed two more days because he wants God to be glorified 
And so that the son may also be glorified. I've said it already. Had he come in early, he'd have just laid hands and healed someone. As he normally does. But he lets Lazarus die. That is why before he leaves, he says, let's go and wake up Lazarus. And his disciples are confused. He then clarifies to say, no, no. I don't mean sleeping. Lazarus is dead. I'm saying to you, child of God, it was painful for Martha and Mary to wait on the Lord. Jesus, this is your place. You know how to get here. You'll never get lost. The man's sickness gets worse. There is no Jesus. Until he eventually dies. Can you imagine the pain that they may have gone through? Maybe it is you. Things have got worse instead of getting better. And we are not seeing the hand of God. I'm declaring in Jesus' name that may this situation that you're encountering be a setup for God's glory to be manifested. Because when Moses said to God, Show me your glory. God said, I will show you all my goodness. May God's glory be seen in your situation through God's goodness. May you see God's goodness in your situation, in this life, not in the life to come, in this land of the living, not in the future place where we are going to be, but in this land, may you experience Experience God's goodness in that situation. It may sound like you have been forgotten, but here the Bible is very clear. Jesus loved them, but he waited. Jesus loved them, but he waited. There was a purpose for him waiting. Maybe you don't understand. It's possible that we don't understand what God's purpose is in the waiting. But I know that the one that I'm waiting for is faithful and he's abound in goodness. Glory to you, Jesus. The Bible says, Sarah Judge him who had made the promise faithful. That is why she could conceive. She judged him. I'm saying to child of God today, judge God as faithful for anything that is promised to you, for anything that you've prayed for that is according to his will, that is aligned with God's will. The Bible says this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask for anything, Anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, everything that we've asked for, we know we receive. Coming back to the book of John, Jesus then gets to the tomb and says they must open it. And Martha says, please don't open it. This man has been dead for days. His body is probably rotting now. It's stinking. And Jesus turns around to her and says, did I not tell you? that if you would believe, you would see God's glory. I'm saying to you, child of God, believe that you will see God's goodness in this land of the living. Believe that you will see God's goodness and you will see his glory. You will see his glory. Martha and Mary saw experience God's glory, experience 
God's goodness. The Jesus that they were starting to doubt to actually say, does he really love us? When they saw their brother rising from the dead, the world could not handle it. The world could not handle it. From that day onwards, they planned to kill Jesus. Not Martha and Mary, but those that were seeing, those that were around there, were starting now to plan, to say, we cannot handle this. This man must be killed. We don't know what next is going to do. I'm saying to you, child of God, if you would believe that you are going to see the manifestation of God's goodness in this life, you certainly will see it. You certainly will see it. You certainly will see it in this life. Glory to you, Jesus. God will do exceedingly abundantly above what you've expected. Glory to you, Jesus. I said to you, he uses our waiting so that he may demonstrate, so that he may reveal his glory. Like he did with Lazarus here. Jesus stayed a few days so that God could be glorified. Zacharias and his wife, Elizabeth, they had been praying to God for many years. Elizabeth was barren. They were now too old. But the one day Zacharias was serving the Lord, the angel came to him and said, Don't be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife will conceive. Glory to you, Jesus. Wait and wait. Be strong and courageous. Trust in the Lord and you will see the goodness of God manifesting in your life in this time. God's hand to deliver has not been shortened. His ear has not been made deaf. God can still do what he did in the past. God still performs miracles. God still answers prayers. God still does wonders and miracles. Glory to you, Jesus. It may look impossible in your eyes. To Martha and Mary, it was done. It looked completely impossible. There was no ways that Lazarus was going to come back to the living. But Jesus stayed purposely so that God could be glorified. I'm saying to you, maybe your dream is now in the tomb. I'm saying to you, you serve the one who is the life and the resurrection. He will resurrect your dream just like he resurrected Lazarus. Keep your dream going. Wait on the Lord. In this life, you will see its manifestation. In this life, you will see your marriage being reconciled. In this life, you will see your promotion. In this life, you will see your children come to Christ. In this life, you will see your spouse. In this life, you will see your breakthrough. In this life, you will see Justice being done in a situation where you need justice. I'm saying to you, child of God, in this life, you will experience God's goodness. Wait on the Lord. As I said, Elizabeth and Zacharias, no children. Your prayer has been answered. And God did not just bless them with an ordinary child. It wasn't just an ordinary son. He shall be called John. And not only will you rejoice from his birth, but the world will rejoice from his birth. He will be the one that goes before Christ preaching on repentance. He was not just an ordinary son. God uses the waiting period to reveal his glory. Hear God to an old couple that could not conceive. 
God shows up and he reveals himself and says, I'm going to bless you with a son. You'll call him John. And the John becomes John the Baptist. Child of God, I'm saying to you, as David said in Psalm 23, verse 6, he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I declare over your life that may God's goodness manifest and God's mercy manifest over all the days of your life. In Jesus' most precious name. I don't want to close the service without inviting anyone to make Jesus their Lord and Savior so that they can experience God's goodness and they can begin to see God's good hand in this life and the coming life. Make Jesus your Lord. If you've decided, you've made the right decision, say this prayer with me. God, I thank you for Jesus. I ask that my sins are forgiven. I thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. Jesus, today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I give you all the glory, I give you all the honor. Holy Spirit, that's promised to believers, come and dwell in me and begin to transform me. I thank you, God, that today I am a new creation. I didn't work for it. I didn't earn it. But it's through what Jesus died on the cross. We thank you, God. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've said that prayer, there's a number at the bottom there. Please text us so that we can start this journey with you. May God favor you. May God be with you all the days of your life. May you experience his goodness all the days of your life. In Jesus' most wonderful name, amen.